Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Pink Room Podcast with me, The Last Letter. Today, I have a guest that I've actually been wanting to have on the show for a very, very long time, but just because I had taken a long break from recording new episodes I never got to do it but we're back we're back with a bang I'm gonna be doing more interviews and this is gonna be a great chat but okay let me keep the intro things to a minimum because you're probably wondering who I have with me today um so without further ado today we will be chatting to Mosh Pit Cindy yes Mosh Pit Cindy that is absolutely right. We are going to be having a talk to her about her project, 21st Century Love. We'll be talking about like some of my favorite songs from the project and just, you know, getting to know a little bit more about her and, you know, she's just going to tell us her story and answer some of these questions as honestly as possible. And um, maybe you'll pick up something from here that might inspire you, that might relate to you, or that just might let you know a bit more about Marshford. So, yeah. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am doing lovely. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. And like, you know, just giving us your time. So let's, let's, let's get right into it okay firstly i want to say what a relatable project like wow that is you know you know when you're just listening to every lyric and you're like damn (laughs) she talking about me (laughs) you know is this me like did i write this you know that spider-man you know the spider-man meme where like spider-man's pointing at himself yes (laughs) that that was me listening i was like damn you know and that's (laughs) be a great thing to have like in a project relatability um people like drake have got it down to a t you know like it might seem quote unquote like when drake does it cliche but at the same time you're like hmm okay i actually you know do you feel that way what about drake or no 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 just like about the things they say in general you you tend to realize that you feel the same way that they're describing Yes, like um, people like Drake, Tyler, the creator, they, they're good at doing that. Uh, Kid Cudi, mm. like making music that is like universally relatable. Mm. Um, if you haven't heard the project, guys, please, it's out everywhere. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, maybe even Fagaza. <laughs> it's literally I mean, there. <laughs> exactly. You know you popping when your stuff is on Fakazma, yeah. right? That's the stamp of approval. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't have those other platforms, I'm not promoting Fakazma, but it's there. Just, it's there. It just to I'm let just you know. There, just to let you know. She talks about love. She talks about life. A little bit about, uh, you know, internal battles that are very relatable to all. Like, you know, there's a bit about depression there. Some anxiety things. But also there's like a nice positive message also going through it of like staying motivated, um, especially in daily affirmations. I'm going to dive like more into the songs as we go in, but she speaks about 
a broad spectrum of things that you are probably also going through or have experienced. So, yeah, and it's along the R&B trap soul vibes. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what you like, I'd say definitely hop on because it's, it's a really good project. Thank you. So what was the process behind, like, making this? How did you decide, like, yo, I want to I wanna have an EP and, you know... Actually, before we get into the EP, maybe you want to give yourself an intro, a short intro. <laughs> this is me. And then, I'll, then you can, like, just tell us a bit about how this, the concept of this project came to be. Okay. Um, so, hi, everybody. My name is Mosh Pitsindi. Um, I am a Zimbabwean-born, South Africa-raised writer and songstress, I guess. <laughs> um, I've been making music under the name Mosh Patsindi for about a year now. Um, the process, it was actually after I had released a bout of singles. I guess it was just kind of the next logical step everybody was saying. Like all of my friends and family were saying, you know, now you should do a project. So an EP was kind of the next logical step. So I started working on it around December of last year. And then um, I started working with a producer called Jordan Clem. And we came up, the first song we actually came up with was 21st Century Love. And then from there, we just kind of came up with these other five songs that came around it. Um, The aim as we kept going through like the songwriting process and the producing process was to create something that could show like a whole range of different sounds. So when we did one kind of sound, we would be like, okay, what's the next sound that we should tackle? And then we would tackle that. So I think that's why it sounds like a very, like a quite a diverse EP, even though there's only a couple of songs, but that was the intention behind it. It was just, let's make each song sound different from the previous one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know Jordan shout out to Jordan because Y'all put together a really nice project. Did he make most of, like, the beats or what, you know, how much of it was he involved in? So Jordan executively produced all the five new songs that are on the EP. So the EP is an eight-track EP. Three of the songs are old tracks that I had released as singles, and then five of them were the new tracks that went towards this project. So he executively produced um, all the new five and then on Indifferent, I'm pretty sure it was Amo Beats who co-produced with that. Um, on Daily Affirmation, Tsukudu co-produced. And then on 21st Century Love, Shibo, uh, he goes by the black guy. He also co-produced that track. And then all the other previous tracks were, the three other previous tracks were um, produced by Lee Global. He's the one who produced all my singles last year. So a couple of those singles made it onto the EP. Dopeness. Shout out to Lee also for those dope um, songs that he contributed towards. Dope producer, guys. Everyone that she mentioned, I mean, you've if you've listened to the project, you know that those guys are all certified, that they know what they're doing. Mm. Um, so go check them out and see what else they're doing. Or maybe if you're an artist and you're trying to get like to collaborate with producers, please listen back and hit those people up. Um, okay, cool. So we've spoken about like the process. You said you started in December. Um, and that's when you began what recording this planning 
this project out. But in terms of the subject matter of it, like, how do you find inspiration to to write, and how is the writing process? Do you write first, and then the beat comes, or do you do it all in studio? How is it like to think of what to say and then to actually make it a song? Um, so I actually have a couple of like journals that I've had for a couple of years and they have a bunch of lyrics in them. So a lot of the time when I do go into studio, I like to pull from those ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also a lot of the time when I go to studio, I go with the song prepared just against the type beat. And then the producer will kind of cook something up you know, like a skeleton, then I usually sing on the track, then they finish it up after studio, and that's how the song usually comes about. But I like to go to studio with an idea of what I want to do. Um, rarely does it happen, but it does happen, that I go into studio and, like, without a plan completely. But also that's when some of my best songs have come out, when I just go to studio, the producer has no idea, I have no idea, but we kind of just make something up. Okay, okay, that's dope. And then with the type of stuff you choose to put in your music, what, li like, do you have any limits or do you have any type of specific things that you, you, you're like, okay, my music should mostly be about or it shouldn't be about? Mm, my music is, above all else, a form of expression for me. So it's not really something that I tend to put rules against. I don't necessarily limit what I do when it comes to songwriting or put down concrete rules when it comes to songwriting or like have, you know, concrete ideas. I kind of just do what I'm feeling. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much how I like to go about it because as much as I am trying to be an artist, at the end of the day, my music is about me expressing how I feel and having an outlet so yeah, there's no structured way that um, I necessarily approach the feeling side of the music. I just kind of write what comes to my heart. Dopeness. Okay, yeah. It's just all about being honest. And yeah. Whatever, you know, whoever accepts it, accepts it. Whoever doesn't, it's like, you know, whatever. This mm. is me. I like that. I like that. Can you summarize 21st Century Love? What is that project about in a nutshell? Um, <laughs> um, 21st Century Love really highlights how I felt. I, I guess it highlights a lot of lessons I learned in first year. Um, I won't say that I only went through those things in first year, but like uh, for me, when I went to first year, I just had a very big realization for myself. I changed my life drastically for myself and just kind of emotionally became more mature. So it was easy for me last year to then look back at that and be like, you know, this is what you went through. This is how you felt. This is what happened. This is how you feel now. It was nice to write from somewhat of an outside perspective but yeah 21st century love is is just a culmination of a lot of lessons that I learned leading up to and finalized in my first year of university which was in 2019 yeah were these like changes that happened like were they for the good 
or you know because in the in the project you there's like heavy themes pertaining to like self-love and you know that kind of a journey into just being proud of who you are and owning yourself um and forgetting about these niggas guys and all other outside kind of negative influences Mm. so like how did you get to adapt like this kind of a mindset and how has this like self-love journey been going um I don't think I went through anything necessarily special um I I went through what I guess I think everybody else goes through but I think the one thing for me is that I just kind of made a concrete like a a concerted effort not to be hurt in 2019 that was the one very big lesson I learned it was just very much about me and how I deal with my emotions and just coming out as a stronger person emotionally and intellectually and all of that. So I really took a lot of time to focus on myself in that year. Um, A lot of good and bad things happened, but it was the first year in my life actually where I could finish the year saying, not in my life, but like, Um, after a while at that point where I could say this was a good year like I had a good year this I feel good about myself I feel good about what happened even though it wasn't necessarily the happiest year of my life I was able to come out of it proud of myself um, for making it through the whole year and being consistent with my emotions so yeah it was just really it was a time like I just grew up I think a lot of things clicked in my head and I made a lot of choices that made me feel way more confident in myself. Um, yeah. Okay, that's good. Shout out to 2019. Yeah. For the growth. Um, do you think maybe you have like any kind of, I don't know, tips or methods or ways that people can possibly level up in this way too? Um, I'd probably say deal with all your childhood trauma because that's one thing I did in 2019 and it lifted the hugest weight off of my shoulders, especially for black children. I would encourage you to like stand up for yourself against your parents, stand up for yourself against your family, stand up for yourself against anybody really because... I just feel like being a black girl, there's a lot of pressure that you feel on a daily basis, not necessarily because someone is enforcing it on you, but because it's just kind of a consequence of your place in society. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, And so, yeah, I would just encourage people to, number one, deal with their childhood issues. And number two, confront the people who have been, you know, negative figures or authoritative figures in your life because sometimes people can maybe they'll try and guide you but they might be doing it in the wrong way or they won't be doing it in a way that you know necessarily works for you so figure out your emotions figure out how you want to be spoken to figure out how you speak to others and stuff like that just dealing with how you are as a person on an emotional level with the people around you, not just your friends and the people at school, but especially inside your household, because in your household, that's where I think the most 
it has a propensity to hurt you the most. And so, yeah, if you don't deal with it, then you will always be fine outside, but you'll never really be fine all the way. So, yeah, I would encourage people to to deal with whatever hurt them in their past, especially as children. True. Wow. Okay, you heard that. That was good advice. I think that's good. And basically, you need to start at home first or start inside first, Mm. let me say. And then before you go to your immediate surroundings and just set those boundaries Mm. and with yourself as well as well as with other people and that can also help you navigate how you want to be treated and how you deserve to be treated which will of course lead you to like leaving situations where you're not treated like that or where you feel like you're not being respected or the relationship is not impacting you positively so it all starts with having boundaries and that's how you'd know okay I think that's that's a really great advice actually thank Um, you and now you, you also mentioned like dealing with childhood trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you have a song. Let's go back. Now we're linking it to the EP. There's a song there called Therapist. Um, and if you don't know the song or if you do know the song, basically she mentions that um, a long list of things that she only mostly ever tells to her therapist. And you've said that you these are the things you tell to your therapist. Um, is this like metaphorical or do you actually have a therapist that you'd speak to or do you think because I know therapy actually can be in different forms there's like music therapy and talk the therapy most people know of is talk therapy where you actually sit with the therapist and speak to them but there's various different activities you can do that actually calm you sorry um they cut that cut out I meant to say there are various activities that you can actually do mm-hmm. that will help you in a therapeutic way. So mm-hmm. what exactly were you meaning? By that, um, uh, so first of all, I've never been to a therapist consistently. The very first time I ever went to a therapist, I was in high school and I kind of just went to the school counselor because it was recommended Um, and it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. I did not feel heard at all. I did not feel like my feelings were valid. I just didn't feel like it was worth it. And so ever since then, I've kind of disliked the idea of going to a therapist because, yeah, I just felt like I didn't want to go through the struggle of having to find one that fit me well. Then I went on to trying to speak to my mom and I realized that, you know, there's only some things you can tell her about. But at the end of the day, she may have been complicit in the things that caused me trauma. So I couldn't I didn't really feel comfortable talking to her about everything, obviously. Um, And then I just kind of started finding therapy and other things. Um, I started finding therapy and writing my music. I started finding therapy and just kind of being alone. I found therapy in spirituality. I found therapy in just kind of beginning to understand myself more and my own emotions and just the world around me, really just education and reading and stuff like that. So I would though recommend that people find therapists, especially if they feel like they have nobody to talk to, because 
it's that feeling of having nobody to talk to that like makes you feel even more isolated than you actually are. But there are people who are well qualified to help. Um, and it's not always going to be your friend. You can't always burden your friends with that responsibility. So I would definitely recommend people go to therapy. Me personally, uh, I am much too stubborn and, you know, hard headed to, I'm a little bit pompous to go to therapy, but I would definitely recommend it to a lot of people and not just talk therapy. Like you said, like there are so many different forms of therapy, even just going to sit in the park. I love going to sit in the park because just that little time of aloneness, it, even if you don't necessarily deal with your emotions, you think about them. And that's, that's the, is a good first step. So, yeah. No, that is personally, I love chilling at the park mm. um, on a nice day, just looking at trees, listening to birds, just T- detaching yourself from the problems of like the f- the the world you mm. know problems that sometimes are exacerbated by internet use social media just things that you're like you know what I, as humans these aren't like fundamentals like i'm not even upset or depressed quote unquote because i'm like starving or something else it's like some abstract thing some, mm. not saying that things are like causes of depression are just made up in your head but i'm just saying sometimes it's things that you can detach from mm. like you can literally spend say no and yeah literally um if switch off there's a quote that tyler was tyler the creator said when he was like how are you getting bullied on the internet just literally <laughs> literally i saw that tweet i think it was a tweet yeah. and i was like, like exactly that how am i being terrorized by Inanimate objects, really. So, yeah, I agree with you. Strangers, strangers' opinions and just random things. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, detach yourself, basically. Spend time in nature if you are feeling like you do need therapy, but you don't want to actually go to the conventional or the more common forms of therapy. Could even be that maybe you can't afford to... But if that's also the case, if you do phone um, the South African Anxiety and Depression Group, they have a toll-free number where you can speak to a counselor or a therapist and they will, I guess, give you some advice or just talk you through some things and it's free of charge. So if you do need that, um, I'll make sure that the relevant numbers are in the description below. But I mean, if you just Google like S-A-D-G, the numbers will come up, trust. Um, but thank you. Thank you for um, sharing with us your therapeutic methods when you think about therapy. Um, so now going from therapy and like ways to deal with like negative emotions, my favorite song personally on the project is Daily Affirmations. Guys, if you haven't listened to it, if you haven't listened to the project, pause this podcast right now. Go listen to daily affirmations and then come back just so that it all makes sense. But if you're really not about to do that, you're weird. But um, I will still read some of my favorite lyrics out just for context. Um, So in the chorus, or I'm not sure if it's a chorus or pre-chorus, you say, life is different when you listen to that girl called Intuition. She's brought things to my attention um, and told 
told me, girl, there's a dimension where your deepest thoughts are mentioned. I hope I didn't butcher that. And no, it's crazy. But, okay, cool. Um, I was being rap G. I was literally being genius. I didn't Google that. I didn't even look at the Apple lyrics. <laughs> it was all <laughs> my ears. Um, that was all of so the dumb. I really dig that because intuition is a real thing. Like, it's a real thing. Like, you should really listen to that Um yeah, you should really, really listen to that. Um, but is there ever a time that you, like, didn't listen to your intuition and then, like, something happened? Like, do you have an interesting story about... Or maybe you listened to it and then you were, you were you, it was revealed that what you were thinking was right? Um, all the time. I feel like I'm very, I'm a very intuitive person. I've always been someone who's fond of predicting stuff. I'm always I'm the friend in the friendship group who's like I told you guys I told you guys this was gonna happen when it happens so I've always been that kind of person who like not necessarily sees things before they happen but I'm very good at picking up patterns um and then making an analysis and prediction from then on so I always follow my intuition no matter what um and it's helped me so it's helped me countless times um just in daily life and in my relationships and stuff like that. And just in general, like I just always follow my intuition no matter what. So you said it helps you in your relationships. Has there been like a, you're like, "Mm -mm, I don't feel right about this guy. And he showed you exactly why, you know, he's not the one or maybe the opposite happened. You have found the one because you felt like this is the one. Not necessarily. The thing with men is that I don't trust them. I don't I don't trust them to begin with. So there's never anything for me to predict. I always have like a convoluted idea of what's going to go on. So with men, I don't trust them. It often happens, though, with friendships, um, especially when I meet people for the first time. Um, I can just kind of sense the vibe, and then I can tell, okay, this is how far this friendship might go. This is the kind of person I think they are. If I do certain things, they'll feel this kind of way. So yeah, I'm not like a fortune teller, but I think I'm just very good at picking up people's behaviors and, and, and making predictions based off of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, it does play a a role in friendships. I've also had times where I'm like, Hmm, I don't really feel right about you. Mm. And then for some reason, yeah, it I, I was revealed to me. Even sometimes it's not, like, directly revealed, but you've prevented it. Like, you were rather, like, I'd rather not test to mm. see. So if, if, if my intuition is just telling me, nah, I'm going to just back off by myself or mm. pull away, just create certain boundaries, not let that happen. Okay, cool. Um, so you said it's not a lot about guys um it's you've you've experienced it more with friendships than relationships are you not like trying to be in the dating scene because here i'm like bringing up 21st century love the song and you're you're telling us you want to be romance slow (laughs) with and all that not this 21st century but what is this like 21st century love are we talking about like these twitter toxic drake vibe things that are going on yeah definitely i think just this idea that 
number one, that it's cool to be toxic. And number two, people are way more concerned with seeing how quickly they can do someone else dirty before they get done dirty. And it's just very weird to me. It's like someone's always trying to be caught out or catch someone out in a lie. Someone's always trying to tweet something that's like, you know, got the whole TL rolling. It's mm-hmm. never very genuine. It's like you posting stuff. Are you posting it because you like this person and you just want us to see, like, what's actually going on? Do you guys even like each other for real, for real? Because also the way people speak about their significant others recently, I've noticed, is just shocking. It shocks yeah. me. People will deny their significant others in real life just to, you know, have a conversation even with somebody else. People will speak dirt on their significant other's name just to impress their friends like I I don't know it's just a bit weird to me and I don't like it's giving nothing actually it's it's giving nothing nothing. no personally like I see it all the time I'm on Twitter guys are dragging people people are now Mjolo is the new pandemic literally Mjota must a woman mustn't, hands this, hands that. Like, everyone is just attacking, and I'm just like, where's the love? Literally. Hopeless romantics, and now if you do say some hopeless romantic stuff, people are going to, like, you'll literally, a guy will literally buy his girl flowers, and then someone would comment, oh, she's still going to cheat, or he's still going to cheat. It's just all these bad vibes. Yeah. I'd rather do it. I'd rather cheat first before they do and every it's just a whole mess. It's just a whole mess. I'm even I'm literally quoted to calling it quits on the dating side because I'm Yeah, like, it's so insincere over there in the streets. I don't know what's going on. And people are fearful of love and it's just it's kind of sad, honestly, because like people aren't giving real relationships a shot. People aren't giving real love a shot. And it's just going to be something that filters down to other generations. We're going to end up hurting our kids because we're incapable of loving people without, you know, being adorned by social media. It's just weird to me. It's also affecting people's like standards. Like there's now these Twitter standards. People are feeling like, you know, if this isn't happening to me, then this guy probably doesn't like me. Mm. If such and such is not happening, then, you know, maybe they're cheating or maybe I deserve better or what do I deserve? It's just, it's just a whole bunch of wildness actually going on. You don't even know, like, like it's wild because you'll see someone buying their girl like a thousand flowers and then you're like oh this is how it's supposed to be like if he wants to he will then you'll hear about that same guy doing some dirty stuff so now literally just literally confused they don't know what to believe personally i'm just saying just do you if it feels right it feels right if this nigga can't afford a thousand a thousand flowers or this hun is not, or let me not even say hun, that word even just, <laughs> it tires me. It just makes me think, because they've made it so negative. Also. They really so have. Not, you're a hun, you're, you're just this quote-unquote high-maintenance person who's just mm. asking for too much. Also, yeah, guys have convinced us we're asking for too much. Also, that's 21st century. Literally. We, we want these cute romantic things, but we're not 
saying do the most, but we're not saying do the bare minimum. Mm. Hey, dude, let me let me give up on on, on love. Actually, <laughs> I'll keep trying, but don't, not, don't not give up. Not as hard as I've been. How's it going for you there? In in Loveland, hmm. it's crazy because I've been in the streets for so long and I've even gotten to a point where I've started to enjoy being in the streets not because like I'm out here hurting people or whatever but just because you know I have freedom I'm not necessarily bound by anything I have time to figure out who I am without the cloud of you know having to please someone in a relationship which I feel like people also don't necessarily think about People don't think about how much energy a relationship takes of you. Like you have to be a good person for your person in order for the relationship to work and all of that. So being in the streets, you know, was quite liberating. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've done my thing. I won't lie and say that I don't want to be romanced, but I'm not necessarily rushing anymore I'm not stressed about it I'm not even I'm not it's not it's on my mind obviously I'm like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. it would be nice to be married but it's Mm -hmm. just one of those things where (laughs) (laughs) I'm really just taking it as it comes and not trying to rush into anything trying to be sure of myself before I get into it with someone else because also when I get into a relationship I want it to last for very long and so Mm -hmm. I feel like that comes with me being a better person so that that person feels like you know what encouraged to be their own better person and then the relationship will just be good exactly mm. okay you hear that uh, Moshbird Cindy is taking things slow and taking it as it comes but if you are trying to DM her I'm joking actually <laughs> The DMs are open. <laughs> the DMs, the DMs are open. You heard it here first. Um, I think I have answered. I mean, I have asked everything that I feel I really, really did want to speak about. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for coming here once again, um, guys. If you haven't heard. The EP, 21st Century Love, please, again, it's everywhere. Like I said, it's even on Fagaza, so you have no excuses. <laughs> you legitimately have no excuses about not There's hearing no it. Excuse. no excuse. Please check it out um, and check her out on her socials. What are your social media handles where people can get you? So I am at Mosh Cindy on all my socials. That's M-O-S-H-P-I-T-C-I-N-D-Y. Um, that's on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube everywhere, literally. Um, and the S is a dollar sign. And then, yeah, don't forget the dollar sign. And then on my music streaming platforms, I'm Mosh Cindy. The same thing, just the S has a dollar sign. Yeah, that's me. And if people want to collaborate with you or get you for their own things, interviews, um, please email me. Please, please, please email me. Um, I, my email address and my manager's email address are in all of my bios. You'll probably have more luck if you uh, email my manager because I'm horrible at sucking, at 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 checking my emails. So, yeah, that's the best way to get in touch. Um, I'm not really a fan of 
answering my DMs because it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but email me. Yeah, and I would be keen to work with anybody. Okay, two, two more things. Okay, you've got her handles and where you can get the music from. Um, the first thing I wanted to say was a couple of weeks ago, someone tweeted... Okay, not someone, Mike. His Instagram, I think, is scenes with Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not exactly sure. He tweeted that a Mosh Pit Cindy's and the Last Letter collab would bang. And I agree. And I want to know if you're down and if we're going to make this happen for the people. Who are we getting to produce? That's what I'm saying. So if you're listening to this and you've got some banger beats, preferably like some trap soul R&B kind of vibes along mm. those lines. But get, get, give us a, a slappy bass, right? What do you think? Yeah, I like bass. I'm a huge fan of like a, a nice bass line. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you heard the description, Moshpit Cindy, the last letter type beats please send them to my email or her email. And if you have a studio, even better, like invite us for a session. And yeah. that could be a great thing. And we'll all be there and, you know, make a banger because her music skills are, are undoubted, undoubted. Thank you. I think so. And, and, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Undisputed, whatever people say. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, my last thing that I want to say is any advice, just any life advice that you would like someone to take away from, from listening to this episode. Hmm. Um, I would say life is not real. Nothing is real. We're literally on a rock in the middle of space. Nothing is real. There are probably other life forms that are way more intelligent than us so just do what you want don't be ashamed of who you are don't be shy don't be held back by the limitations that you have in your head and don't care about what people have to say about you because at the end of the day they probably are fighting their own demons how can you be told what to do by someone who's fighting demons themselves it doesn't make sense right. so just go out there and live your life nothing is real so just do what you want to do. Create the life that you want to create for yourself. Yeah, that's my advice. Love it. I will remember this. Nothing is real, says Moshbert Cindy. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, truly, don't let anybody define your choices. Live your life. Do Like, it's random. Everyone's life is random. Nobody mm -hmm. has experienced, like, every single day is something that everyone in the world hasn't yet experienced mm. so legitimately make of it what you will okay thank you so so much again for being here and just breaking it down 21st century love it's out much with cindy she's dope thank you and thank you thank, thank you for you having me everybody that's my pleasure Everybody, peace out, stay happy, stay pink. This is the last letter, and goodbye. Bye. Be global, baby. Focus always shifts when I'm around you. 
Notice how my heart beats extra loud, it's a lot And I wanna show you all my baggage, baby, it's a lot But I'm funny on occasion, I can give you all I've got I could be down with you, maybe drive around with you